You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Yeah, no, he's uh, he's doing a great job of just being in the right spot at the right time. I think that's the biggest thing. Uh, he plays hard. He plays fast. When he gets his opportunities, he makes the most out of them. Um, and so he'll just continue to learn. Uh, I mean, if you look at the, the touchdown that we had, I mean, the one before, I wanted him to go over the top, which we didn't teach that. So it was kind of one of those things, a veteran-type move, and he saw that. Um, he learned from that in the next play. Uh, we got a covers that we weren't expecting to that play, and he was able to still win and be there at the right spot. So it's just learning um, on the go. Um, and that's what he's going to do as a rookie in this league, and he's done a great job of it. All right, um, we, we – uh, this is – this is this is going to be the most ridiculous start to this podcast in the uh, in the multiple year run. I don't know how many how many years has this been started to? Is this our second season? Is it our third? This is our third season. It's our third season. I'm sorry, it's a lot of coffee today. Uh, bad <laughs> coffee. Uh, this is our our third season, and this fool, Brandon, Kylie, has come out. With a full stash, and I'm guessing <laughs> this is in some way uh, meaning for Travis Kelsey, who we thought we lost. Um, and uh, the two jump to conclusion, fellas, we've got right here. I believe in my text chain when he went down from YouTube, somebody gave me an Achilles. I think maybe both of you thought it was an Achilles. <laughs> I never said Achilles. Did you not say Achilles? I know it was over. I know BK jumps to conclusions. And sort of, may, may, sort of maybe he beat you to the punch and you went ahead and erased it. Oh, and I got I got, I got, got mad at people saying that because I was yeah. like, let's calm down. Let's wait. He walked off the field. We don't got to do that. We don't got to assume the season's over every time he gets hurt. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but, BK has a full out stash. I don't even. It's just what? What are you doing? What? Why are I think you? It's good. I think he I really pulls it off. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. Look, it doesn't look good. It's not your best. It's not your best. So I don't feel like we've done our part here on the show, Ron. I, I think that there's been a lot of criticism of Travis Kelsey, whether it's coming his way from Aaron Rodgers, which that guy just needs to shut his mouth. We're he enough just, of him. He's, la- he's, he's trying he so hard to latch on to Travis Kelsey's fame that That's he's not- recently come into. He's so and- jealous that Travis oh. is in the Allstate commercials now. Oh, for sure. And that's, he, that's, he wants that's not the person. That's not the person who Danica dated. <laughs> <laughs> he's become somebody new. He's somebody else. So he's trying to pull from Kelsey. And you got all these people out there that are trying to say, oh, Kelsey's not the same dude. Chiefs aren't the same. We need to support this man. And we need to put our full-throated support behind Travis Kelsey. And my way to do that, Ron, is by going with my full El Travador. This is the only way that I know how. I no longer live in Kansas City, but I can get myself a nice-looking stash. Nice might be a little strong there. Uh, A stash nonetheless. And this is the way that I'm going to put my full-blown support behind one Travis Kelsey. Somebody's got to do it, man. Somebody's got to step up. And support the man that's getting crushed left and right. I don't need this in my life. Yeah, there are many ways to support him. You can support him right here on this great podcast. Hell, you can go on your own personal platforms and support him. You can go buy a shirt. You can go buy a Taylor Swift album. You can go. You can go do whatever. Watch her documentary. It's coming out soon. You don't have to. It is. You don't have to go and get this thick ass stash you have. <laughs> I mean, you. <laughs> You look like an '80s player for the San Francisco Giants. Uh, like, you know, maybe, no. maybe the Mets. Maybe coming out of the Mets bullpen. People who have been with us for a long time might remember one time when Ron the Show Hughley and Josh Vernier decided to get mustaches and take a very creepy picture at Six Ten Sports Radio. I've got it right now, <laughs> and they looked terrible. 
<laughs> I think BK's mustache looks all right. I, oh, I think no, he no. really First off, his, he is not looking better than mine. So let's just start. First <laughs> off, he doesn't even have it cleaned enough. You got to clean shave that sucker. Oh, no, right no. Now. I can't do that, man. I'm not yeah. going to pull baby. No, well, well, don't do it. I, I'm do willing it. to support Travis Kelsey to a point, man. <laughs> no, okay. Well, you've ju- if you're going to go that far with it, do it. Come on, Magnum P.I., do it. <laughs> This is ridiculous. No, I'm listen. I'm I did kind of feel like I should be like pulling somebody over for going five over the moment. Yes, that it I'm not joining. Party. I'm not joining you in this. The last time I did this, as as Serta just spoke of, um, my wife told me I'm not gonna kiss you. <laughs> <laughs> she and she didn't for the whole time. <laughs> she didn't. I remember shaving on Sunday Sound Off when that happened right on TV on on 41, just shaving. On the air is a real bit uh, with that with the stash thing. Listen, man, you support him. I support him. All right, you want to know how much I support him? I support him so much that I I I don't think he should place it on on Thursday tomorrow, whatever day it is. The game is Thursday. I don't I don't think he should play. Um, and he's what questionable? Is that the last we've heard, yeah. sir? That he's questionable? Yeah, but according to a report this evening from Jordan Schultz, he's expected to play. Yeah, I, and listen, he came back and he was a warrior, um, and, and played in that second half. Although, like a little kid, he was trying to sneak on the field multiple times, and then, <laughs> <laughs> like, no one sees his big ass out there running out there. Uh, and uh, but I just look for me, it's a short week. You're going to have, what, 10 days of extra rest on top of what happened from Sunday. And realistically, in my opinion, you don't need Travis Kelsey to beat these Denver Broncos. Side note, real quick, I don't know what you were doing. The Denver uh, the Denver Broncos, I was, the last time they beat the Chiefs, I was less than six months into starting my radio career. I had a uh, six-month-old child. Now I have three kids. None of them wear diapers. All of them sleep <laughs> in a normal bed, and I live in a completely different city. Uh, so that is the last time, and I've lived in this city nearly four years. That is the last time we have had this show. What did you say? This is our third season. Mm. I've been fired. BK's quit. He's left. <laughs> We've done everything. Serta's quit. Serta's done. Serta's Think produced. about the lineup on 610 Sports in yes. 2015. Like, I don't even know was was Nick still there at that point? No, I got it. It was uh it was it was Fesco in the morning. Um yeah. and hell I, think, I don't even think Mike was there yet. It was just Fesco <laughs> in the morning. I don't think yeah. Mike had, had flown in yet. It, it was, was a day shift. Lake and Bank. Lake and, and Bank. Brian Wilkowski was the producer. And then was it was Danny still there? Danny, oh, Danny that, that would have been the 2015 Royals run. So yeah, yeah Danny, Danny and C had just Danny gotten onto the afternoons. Yes. It, they Danny, had just got the afternoons. Dan, Danny Parkins had nine co hosts since. <laughs> since the last time. <laughs> Shout out to Maria Taylor. He said that show has had 12 different co hosts. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's. Like, that's the last time they beat him. I don't think they need to beat this version of the Denver Broncos without him. But I will say I am a little BK-ish here because I know BK, and this was this was ridiculous, and he knows it, in week one. You know, I, I, you know, I don't want to see him play. I kind of want to see how Mahomes has to deal with playing without Travis Kelsey. Well, okay, that didn't look great. I don't I it's not from that standpoint. First and foremost, I want him to get as healed as possible and have these extra days off. And I believe that they can beat them without him. But even more for me, I I also want to see these young receivers have to come to the forefront forefront again. I thought they took a step when he got injured and that time frame he was out, and even while he was in, I think guys like Rasheed Rice took a step. Um, uh, and Justin Ross took a step. Watson took a step with a big catch in the opening drive in the third quarter. I was impressed by what I saw, and when I'm eager to see them take another step, and I think this would be a nice time without him on the field to take another step. So I'm against him playing for many reasons, but that, one of the last ones is I, I want to see this young group. First of all, to continue on your point of how long it's been since the Chiefs have lost to the Broncos, uh, that was 
a Josh Mauga uh, led Chiefs defense. Mm. Marcus Peters was a uh, rookie in that season, God, and the offensive line had. included Ben Grubbs and Ja Reed. So uh, that was the last time ben that Grubbs. this took place. Uh, it, oh, by the way, Peyton Manning was the quarterback on the uh, the opposing team, for what it's worth. All right. So as for Travis Kelsey playing on Thursday. Ron, I think a lot of this is legacy with Kelsey at this point in time. I mean, we know where he's at in his career. He's not going to be playing for another decade, you know. And thus far in his career, uh, up other than his rookie year, where he missed the entirety of it, he's basically not missed a single game due to injury. And he missed one earlier this season in week one. I think that was something that he hated. Like, more than anything in the world, he did oh, not he hates want it. to miss that game. And so, if he has, you know a real chance to play i think he's gonna go out there and do it and i don't blame him for it now here's where i will agree with you to a degree ron i think you limit his snaps in this one third downs get him out there sure no no problem get him out there for those gotta have it downs red zone go ahead and get him out there those key situations where you know he and patrick mahomes have the chemistry have the ability to make those off um off script throws that's when you go ahead and get get him out on the field but your typical first and tens, second and sevens. Like, if you need Travis Kelsey in this game to win it, then something's gone horribly awry. Yeah, I, I just – yeah, sir. I, I I don't think you need him. And I and you get that because you do want to have some moments where these young guys – because realistically, these young guys are going to play potentially with him out there. And you want to see how they look and what they're able to do off of them. But – for me, that is that is a that is the big thing to me is I want to see these young guys continue to take steps, continue to take steps forward. And I think it I think I think Kelsey not being out there forces that even more. Yeah, and you know, let's say he doesn't go, and obviously it seems like he is gonna go. He's gonna the- he's gonna force but- his hand. I, I agree with BK that I don't think that they need him to go this week. And I agree with you, Ron, that I don't think they need him to go this week to win this football game. And I do think if you're going to try to see what you got in these other pass catchers and force them to step up and make plays and kind of put them in those big situations that Travis is normally in perfect opportunity to do that in this game. And you can also do that without having to throw the ball a ton and having to lean on Patrick Mahomes in this game, because that's how bad the Denver Broncos are. But it's for him at this point, it just feels like it's so important to him to be on the football field. And Patrick Mahomes talked this week about how uh, after their loss week one, like Kelsey was just livid that he wasn't on the field and wasn't available to try to help them win because it was such a close game. And, you know, and it felt like the Chiefs had that game if they just can make a couple of more plays and they couldn't make those plays without Travis Kelsey out there. And so it feels like some of that is him just pushing himself too hard. And now, you know, he comes back from one injury. Now he's got another injury. He's 34 years old. Maybe he is starting to slow down. Maybe things are catching up to him. And it's like he wants to be the guy that he's always been. But I think this is where the Chiefs have to intervene a little bit and say, hey, it's okay if you don't practice every day. It's okay to get you some better in rest days because you're too important to the offense. You're too important to the team. And just like that game last week, I think they win that game without Travis Kelsey back on the field. Even though he comes back in, he scores a touchdown. Obviously, he was instrumental to them winning. But you mentioned him trying to sneak out onto the field and try to put himself in when the Chiefs weren't ready to put him back in, when they hadn't cleared him to go back into the game. And it's like, you don't need him to be that guy anymore. He's got to be worried about taking care of himself for the long haul because just like the Chiefs as an organization plan for the playoffs. And right now it's just stay healthy, win games, stay afloat, get to the postseason, go win rings. Like that's what they need to convince Travis Kelsey of. Like we understand that you got this iron man streak and that you never miss football games, but you're not at that stage of your career anymore. And we don't need you against the Denver Broncos in week six of the NFL season. Yeah. Well, your Cal Ripken is over. All right. You've already missed the first game of the season. So it's over. And there's a big one next week against the Chargers, right? You win this game, you win next week, you can put away the AFC West, damn near. Uh, and and I think that is the bigger deal. And and you're moving past. And I just I for me, like you said, in a limited fashion, like if we're gonna start talking about a limited fashion, just sit him down. 
Like you're going to start talking about third downs. Just just sit him down and and let him get this long stretch of rest to get to this team. So I that that's that's I think for a lot of reasons it it, it makes sense. I don't think they're going to do it. I think he's going to play. You said something, Serta. I just said you kind of glossed past it a little bit. I've been thinking this. Yeah. You think? Oh, no, don't do it. Don't do it. Now I have to. Okay. <laughs> you think it's just? Do you think it's just the injuries? Oh, don't say that out loud. Do you like? Like, do you think it? Do you think it's just like the injuries? Or did we just see him literally just from the Super Bowl last year against the Eagles run routes where he ran away from a safety and a linebacker? to catch a corner route against the Eagles with ease where he could separate just last year and just in the Super Bowl in February. Is it just the injuries? Because if it is, I'll, I'll believe it and, and say, okay, he's had a knee, a hyperextended knee that he's not right with, and now he's got an ankle. Is it just the injuries, or is Travis not the same cat that he was? I I, I just – I'm just – because I wondered that. Because this show is a hell of a oh. lot of five-yard catches and just – and oh. nothing that much down the field. So uh, I'm willing to lean it's more injuries, but also that he probably is slowing down slightly. Like he's 34 years old. That's what happens at this age. We see player, we see players uh, like we see that happen to guys in the NFL all the time. And we see it happen to guys that are younger than him. So he's been doing it for a long time at the absolute top of the league. And so it would stand to reason that maybe he is slowing down a little bit. And I agree. It's a lot of this season. It's been a lot of short passes. Like he caught what? 10 passes against the Vikings somehow, even after missing time and had like 60 yards. Like, has he even come close normally, to hundred? I don't think he's even come close to touching a hundred. I, I think, I, I don't think he's come like 60 back. to 70 almost every week. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think that's kind of what it's been. And it's like in years past, Travis Kelsey catches 10 passes. He's got like 130 yards. Like, like you expect him to break some tackles and, and take off and make some of those big plays down the field. But it, it does seem like maybe that's not happening. Maybe he's not breaking away as quick as he used to. But I, I mean, he also suffered a knee injury at the very start of the NFL. Yeah, season. I'll listen to it. Yeah, I'll listen to that. So I, I'm willing to lean a little bit more on the knee injury while admitting that he probably likely is slowing down just a little bit. I just because I just know BK on the on the particular play he was injured. Like I'm thinking that's like a that's like a 10, 12 yard play with the possibility of more because he's so quick and can get to his spots. And I watched it and I thought, he'll just it, get his first down, man. It was just get across his first the, down. Like, like the movie was whatever he was about to do was not at the level of what we've seen Travis Kelsey do. The ankle injury play was a. Uh... Oh, I can't be doing this anymore. Kind of play. <laughs> so he actually said that on his podcast this week. I don't know if you guys have listened yet, but Kelsey himself admitted, like, hey, I could make that move five years ago. I gotta have my feet more firmly planted underneath me at this point at this stage in my career. And I think it's Chiefs fans, I want you to know this because I am the guy that is fully supporting Travis Kelsey. I, I think he needs stuff like this right now at this point in his career. This is not me bashing Kelsey. I think he's going to go down as the greatest tight end to ever play the sport. I think he's the toughest dude that we have seen play that position in a Chiefs uniform ever. Like, part of what makes him special is his toughness. And the other piece of what makes him special is that he is uniquely gifted in a way that you just don't see at that position or any other position. It's not so seeing all, it. All of that is the backdrop. I don't think he looks the same this year, and I don't think it's all the injuries. It's got to be a part of it, he, but it, but sure. Yeah, you're right, I think man. he looks a step slower and I think it's okay to admit that because we should expect the, the, the surprise is not that he's a step slower. The surprise is that it took until he was 34 years old to become a step slower. I mean, think about what we saw in Rob Gronkowski's career, man. He was a shell of himself by the time that he got late into Tom Brady's career. Right. And that was, you know, eight years in to, to what we saw from Gronk. So, it's not surprising that this is happening. It's just a matter of like the chiefs weren't prepared for it because they didn't have the other stuff built up around Kelsey to make up for the fact that he was probably going to have to be a smaller piece of the offense than what he had been in previous years. I don't think he runs quite as well. 
You're seeing that with his average depth of target stuff is closer to the line of scrimmage. You're seeing that with the lack of broken tackles. He's not really breaking them this year. You're seeing that with the lack of yards after catch. It's the lowest yards after catch of any year of his career so far on average. It's just, it's stuff that we have not seen from him in the past. His yard, his average depth of target is half what it was three years ago right now. He's averaging like five yards per attempt through the year. Everything's close to the line of scrimmage and he's just kind of standing there and then he's getting you your first downs and there's huge value in that, but it's a different type of player than what we've been accustomed to. Yeah. When I, the best I saw the most, the closest thing I saw was that, that third down play in the red zone where, you know, Pat improvised and then caught him coming across and then he was running and darting in like that's, and this is after the, the, the ankle injury. That's, that's a, that's the closest thing I've seen towards, Oh, he's, he's making, his run out of the catch from that position was so different and special. That's the closest thing. And just down the field stuff. Like, I, I mean, I like I have a hard time in my head right now thinking of a, 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 a catch he's made 15 yards down the field this year. You know what I mean? Like, just, just like 15 yards down the field. 10 yards down the field. I'm having a hard time remembering those. So, that's just that's just maybe it's the knee. I, I will accept that. I just I just I know it's got to be in somebody's minds, in people's minds with that. Throughout this season, we'll be cooking up our own parlay that our good friends at DraftKings will put right on their homepage for all of you, our loyal fans, to follow. This week, Arrowhead Pride's betting on a blowout against the Broncos on Thursday night. We've got Isaiah Pacheco scoring a touchdown as well as going over 70 rushing yards. Patrick Mahomes is going to throw for at least 250 passing yards. And the Chiefs are going to win this thing minus 16 and a half. We've got faith in the offense getting back on track. Each week, DraftKings has new offers and great ways to make your Sunday more fun. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. Licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles. 21 and over. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility, terms, and responsible gambling resources. All right, we do this every week when the Chiefs have the ball. I'm going to tell you this right now. And I'm a... you know, I've got three kids. I try to uh, believe I'm a patient man. I've worked with at-risk youth. I've been spit on by eight-year-olds. <laughs> I've uh, <laughs> I've been spit on by sixteen-year-olds. Um, I've had chairs thrown at me. I've had telephones, the old ones, oh my God, <laughs> yanked at me. Um, I've been told uh, that I've been wished to die uh, by young kids and people on the text line. All right, man. Um, in, bo- in multiple states. Um, Kelsey did have a 24-yard reception against the Bears. I don't remember it. Um, but, uh, I, yeah, I've, I've called myself a patient person. Um, I'm patient right there. There was no reason for Asota to go through <laughs> and hunt that down. Um, I was just curious. But he did. And he could have kept it to himself. So many things. But I'm a patient person. <laughs> I appreciate your hard work. Sir. I'm at a crossroads. Of patience with Scott Moore. Like I, I need to see something this week. Like I, I'm gonna give the kid. I know there, there are some people who have completely lost their patience and they're out. Uh, Sky Moore, I, you know there, there have been people on this show who have been huge, huge supporters. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you may have a stash on for Kelsey, but your, your words and your belief go stronger in the support of Sky Moore. From some people on this show. When? I am still, I'm still here, but I'm at a crossroads. This is it. I need to see something. All right. Um, you've you've virtually had three of the five games this season where you haven't done anything. And the only thing you did in this game was a quick what screen that didn't have a shot in hell and doing anything. And then a hey, at the end of the half, they're backing off. Let me throw it to Sky for a few yards because nobody is around him. You haven't done anything. And there are guys behind you who are starting to show things. And you you got to, like, I'm, I'm about, this is it. This is a terrible defense. 
All right. They're probably not going to put Patrick Sertain on you, or at least the Chiefs can do things to avoid it. You got to be able to do something. This should look something like the Jacksonville game when you trick people, when you trick the hearts of others, when others who believed in you so much acted like they went ahead and forgot the rest of everything you did in your career, but you got 70 yards against the Jags and they believed again to come back for you to do nothing since then. I'm at a crossroads and I, and I, I'm to a point where if he comes out and gives us what he has done for the bulk of his career and there is nothing more. I'm just – I am to 40 yards. Give me three catches. Give me something. I'll let, I'll let, I'll let BK go. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. This is it because he's got he's to hit the bench. There's got to be other people in, in, in for him. He's playing too much. I don't know that he's even earned this week. Oh, so you're not – oh, your crossroads is over. You've crossed it. I mean, how much more do we really need to see from the guy? He's been I, one I, of – the least productive wide receivers in the NFL so far this season. I mean, if you're looking at a yards per route run, he's worse this year than Trenton Irwin and Calvin Austin. The third, like he he's done nothing, man. He doesn't earn targets when he's on the field. And when he does earn targets while he's on the field, he doesn't do much with them. I so badly wanted this to be the year that it worked for Sky Moore. Everything in my heart wanted this did. to be the year for him. But I, I can't explain why it's gone this poorly, but, man, it's been bad. Like, he looks like the worst wide receiver on the roster. Every other receiver that's how, that's how more thus far than Sky Moore has. I've seen flashes from Rasheed Rice almost every week. Justin Watson makes one big play every single week. MVS, just when you think you're like totally done with him, he goes out there and makes a big play for you. You heard he draws a pass interference deep. He's Kadarius, at the very least con- consistent. Kadarius and, and you know Tony, I know exactly what he is, man. He's McCall Hardman plus. He's a guy that's going to make plays behind the line of scrimmage. He's going to drive you nuts with his inconsistency. But when he gets the ball in his hands, he's going to have an opportunity to do stuff with him. Justin Rotz almost never gets on the field. Dude, when he gets on there, he he earns targets. Last week, Serta had one. I mentioned this before the show today. Man, his his quick glance route that he got last week, one of the better plays that we've seen from a Chiefs wide. Like, it's just all of these dudes are showing me something, and Sky Moore has shown me nothing. I want it to work. I want to give it one more week. But, man, if we see it against Denver, it proves nothing to me. I've seen it against some other teams that have been on the schedule, and he just cannot do it consistently. It's this year. It's last year. It's everything. I think I'm done. I think I need to see more of Rasheed Rice. I think I need to see more of Justin Ross, Justin Watson, get more opportunities. I, I think I'm out, man. But, Serta, if he can't do it against this Broncos team, it is now a stamp go. Go. I'm with, I'm with BK. I laid into him on the Arrowhead Pride Rapid Reaction Show after the game against the Vikings. I've seen enough. And I don't think it, I totally agree that it doesn't prove anything doing it against the Broncos. And even the one good game he had this season against the Jags team, like that long catch that he had was a broken play, <laughs> like where Mahomes just found him and the touchdown he had, was good. And the he had blockers in front of him and there was no Jags around him. And he just had a, he had a, a free 40 yard run basically. Like, it, it wasn't something that he created for himself. And that's the biggest problem is that it's it's only five games into this season. And I understand he didn't get a lot on the field much last year. And so we didn't even really get an opportunity to see what he could do in this offense. And that's why I think part of it was we were so optimistic about his role growing this season. But man, you're competing for rings. Like you can't be trotting this guy out there 50 to 70% of the snaps every week where him and MBS are the guys that are leading your team each and every week in routes run. And you're rotating all these different wide receivers because you want somebody to step up. But the guy that you're putting out there as much as any other wide receiver on the team is giving you absolutely nothing week after week after week. And, uh, you know, he could still maybe find an impact somewhere in, in some kind of role, but Rasheed Rice has already shown that he's a better NFL player right now. Like he has already shown way more potential than we have seen from Sky Moore in over a calendar year. Like Justin Ross, yeah, I still want to see more from that. But that one catch that BK mentioned, like that one catch was like, oh, well, Sky can't do that. 
So I would like to see Justin Ross get the opportunity to go make plays like that while they work on the rest of his development because they've been developing Sky for over a year now and gotten absolutely nothing out of him. He's not contributing in any way. I think MVS should get less snaps as well, but MVS is the veteran presence and you know he does other things that he that are going to get him on the field. Sky is not making an impact in any way. And you got to see what some of these other guys can do for you because I'm, I'm over, I'm over, I'm over having any expectation for him on a given week. I don't think he's got it. I, he looks like just a horrible bust of a draft pick right now. I mean, you've quit. This is sickening. I mean, you have just really in, in what's an incredible draft class. He looks like the worst pick of the class. I mean, you have just let it go. I mean, God, good Lord. Okay. You've cut this promo before, uh, by the way, there's no reason for you to continue week after week to take MVS down by the knees when you're talking about other people. Somehow you dread him. Somehow him, him, him and Sky okay. really, really, really close to well, bottom of the barrel wide receivers in the NFL. Well, right? pick, well, pick, well, pick a week where you just let him off and just continue to talk about Sky or whoever it is, because you just find a way to get to MVS. I don't know why you just you just want to take that young man out and he is giving you everything. By he the has. way, this is MVS week. Like you know, MVS is going to have like three I'm catches giving, for 120 yards. I'm week. just giving Sky one. I'm just this is it because what I'm saying is no. You're talking about contributor. No, go. Like he's got he's got to. It's it's over. If he can't, I would, I would go I'm the opposite though, Ron. I would go the opposite. I would say this is the week where you give Rasheed Rice that opportunity. I would say this is the week where hey. Rasheed, we know you've got some some drop issues. Early on in the game, we expect you're probably going to drop one of your first two targets. That, that's all right. We'll, we'll keep coming at you this time. You're going to flip spots with Sky Moore. Sky's been getting 60% of the opportunities at wide receiver over the last few weeks. That's kind of been his role. You've been getting like 25 to 30%. This week, it's going to be Rasheed Rice getting 60%. And Sky, you're going to get about 25% of them. Make the most of those. See, see what you can do with it. Yeah, I, and sure. I bet you, I would be surprised, honestly, if this wasn't the case. I bet you Rasheed Rice has a better game this week in that scenario than we've seen at any point from Sky Moore thus far. That's because a- Rasheed has done more with his snaps on a per-snap basis, and it is not close than anything that we've seen from Sky. No, I'm saying all none of these jokers really have just said, hey, I should be on the field the majority of the time. Let's split all. Well, I think Rasheed has. That's oh, that's where I'll disagree. And, I actually and, think Rasheed Rice has been good. Like just flat out, like no 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 disclaimers needed. He has been a good wide receiver as a rookie. And, and I think this is like for the reason that you're saying, like give Sky a chance and see if he can do anything against this Broncos team. Like I think this is the stretch where you need to get Rasheed Rice and Justin Ross involved if you're going to, because you have the Broncos, the Chargers, and the Broncos. Like. This is the stretch where you can get those guys deployed and see what they got and get them ready for tougher competition down the line. Because like Miami, like, it's three weeks yeah, from now like you play we, Miami, and, dude, and you got to score know, forty in that one, bro. And we expect that Chargers game to probably be a tight game because Chiefs and Chargers always is. But the Chargers secondary is not good. Like Derwin James is banged up. Their cornerbacks are not good. Like their defense hasn't been particularly impressive this season, and they've been totally beatable. So like another good opportunity next week against the Chargers, then you get the Broncos again. Like this is the stretch where you should give those guys opportunities and see what they can do against inferior competition. Yeah, I, as I said, I got, I don't think he should get the majority. I think let's split them up. Like for me, like you get Rasheed Rice has come on a bit, but Rasheed Rice has had bad moments too, right? Like Justin Ross has come on a bit. He's had bad moments too. Now I'm not saying they've been as bad as Sky. I'm just saying for me, Sky, this is it. Like I, I'm gonna give you like we're gonna have what 50 percent of the snap whatever we're gonna we're gonna roll in here and, and and everybody get around the same amount and Sky if you don't show something if you don't show that you can get away and get yourself open on coverage against the Broncos second or third corner like that, that I mean we're out we're out and we're gonna move on in another space that that that's my thing with him when the Chiefs have the ball the other thing I'll be damned. They better be able to run the football and run the football in a, a, a dominant sense. Okay, I think the Chiefs' run game has improved, and it, it seems like it's really good. They were able to run the ball against a Jets team that is a pretty good defense and a really good run defense. The Denver Broncos have given up 755 yards rushing in the last three games. Three! The last three! 755 
755. I'm sorry. Like Isaiah Pacheco, Clyde, uh, uh, some of the that win kid on the on the practice squad that didn't make the team right out. Um, uh, who was uh, who was it that um, the, uh, the who, who, McKinnon? He should he should get some run. They got a fullback. He should get 35 in this game. Uh, Pat should get 50. Uh, I, I mean, uh, the Broncos are giving up over 30 more rushing yards on the ground per game than the next closest. It's, it, 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 it's, it's, it's it. They the guys up front. Everybody ought to be able to run. They should they should run. This should be. This should be a game where they Mahomes throws it thirty times because Andy just is hell bent on it. That and, and it shouldn't be the case. Anybody, any of these guys, some of these older guys that played, bring them on. Let them get some carries. Like these guys who played in years past. Like I, I don't care. They they should dominate in the seven hundred fifty five yards. The Jets can't throw. Zach Zach doesn't scare you. I know he had a I know he had a miracle moment. Uh, against the Chiefs for a little bit, but he doesn't scare you. The Jets did, or the the Broncos didn't come in and say, "Well, boy, we got to really line ourselves up for this passing game of the Jets." No, they knew what they wanted to do, and they gave up two hundred plus yards rushing to the Jets. Get out of here, man! Stop, God! They, they stop the. I mean, run the football down their throats. But Jekyll should have a big, big game this week. It Clyde. is embarrassing how bad they are defensively against the run. Like, we've seen some bad Chiefs run defenses over the years, especially like three, four years ago. The Chiefs were just horrible at at defending the run. Those defenses were significantly better than what we're seeing right now from the Denver Broncos. Well, they don't give a rip. It's clear to me. I mean, at some point in games. They had a good, quote-unquote, game against the Commanders, allowing five and a half yards per carry against them. And then the Dolphins saw that, and they were like, okay, I think we can take advantage of this defense. And they did in every way possible by putting up 725 yards in the game and 70 points. But then the Bears saw that and were like, okay, well, like, we've got a pretty good running quarterback and a really great running back. Let's just go ahead and continue doing that. And the Jets did it with 200 yards. Like, every team that has followed that formula has had success against the Denver Broncos. This defense is embarrassing. If you don't run for a buck fifty, something has gone horribly awry. So yeah, this should be a massive Isaiah Pacheco game. Ron, I said this to you before the show. I don't think they're going to throw the ball fifteen times in this game. But if the Chiefs wanted to throw the ball fifteen times in this game, they should be able to and should still be able to put up thirty-five plus points. That's how bad this defense is against the run. Yeah, it's 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 pathetic. I, that's what I expect in this game. They got to run the football, and they I mean they can come out and just I mean. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna at some point be fearful of Patrick Mahomes, and they ought to run oh. the damn football all and, over them. And I they're good; they're be, they're much better. This is one of the best run teams the Chiefs have put together since Mahomes has been there. And for, and for as bad as their run defense is, they also give up the fourth most passing yards per game. <laughs> like they're just right, a Scott. really really bad defense. But this is a game where I'd be perfectly fine with isaiah pacheco carrying the ball 25 times and just having a monster game like just unleash him we we got a glimpse of it a couple of weeks ago when he had 20 carries let's do that again i'm fine with that use use it to set up play action get some deep shots for mahomes and just let isaiah pacheco just run all over them run this defense is last in pass yards per attempt run yards per attempt yards per drive points per drive they are the last in every statistical defensive category they're terrible all the way around whatever you want to do against them you should be able to do it against them yep and vance joseph has continued to keep his job uh throughout all of it which is an an interesting this could be like the chiefs should have a performance uh thursday against this team that is potentially gonna get somebody lose their job like this could be this is it let it get somebody they didn't even play with kelsey for real and they just put up 40 on us or something like the chiefs should should dominate this group vacations can be tricky you already know how to book flights and hotels but now the only thing you're missing is you know the actual travel experience Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. 
you can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. All right. When the Broncos had the ball, I'm not going to lie to you, I ain't got a lot. Um, they, they, um, they're not interesting. They seem like they don't, I don't know if they like each other. I mean, the coaching staff and the players, uh, everything that Sean Payton went on and talked about how poorly coached they were, they do at just about the same rate. They don't like Sean Payton, right? As they Daniel Hackett. No, No, they don't like Sean Payton and he doesn't like them. And they don't (laughs) like, like, to me, this is a, they are. They are. They may get. They may have a little juice coming into Arrowhead, playing against Patrick Mahomes, and being on Thursday Night Football with that snake Al Michaels calling their game. They may. They may have a little bit of adrenaline going there, but man, they will throw in. They seem like they will throw in the towel quickly. Like they 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 will throw, and they'll have moments. They'll have moments where they'll put together a couple of drives. Let's watch them. They were up twenty-one to three against the against the the Commanders. They put together some j- drives last week against the Jets. They 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 because they got some talent. I mean, and to be honest, Russ is not like a lot of people talk about Russ. Russ Russ has played a lot better this year than he did. I don't think him and Sean like each other, but he's played a lot better this year. That McLaughlin guy, he's all right. I mean, whatever. They've got some some parts. They've got some receivers over there, but they'll throw it in, man. They'll throw it in. And we, I've, I've watched it. They threw that thing on in against the Dolphins uh, pretty quickly. They threw that thing on in last week against the Jets. They threw that sucker on in uh, against Washington in the second half. Uh, they uh, they will they will go ahead and cut it loose and throw it in. And so. Just kill their spirit early. I think this is a real defense. You were they were able to do what they did to that Vikings offense to keep them under under wraps with their passing game. I know Jeff Jefferson got hurt, but still he wasn't doing nothing before it. They just just killed their will early, and they will they will shut it down. You mentioned Russ has been better this year. I mean, if you just look at his numbers so far this season compared to Mahomes, he's got a better completion percentage, more yards per attempt, more touchdowns, fewer interceptions, and a better quarterback rate. Like, Russell Wilson's been pretty decent. He's kind of been the Russ that we expected him to be after coming over from Seattle. The problem is this version of Russ needs help. He needs a defense to be able to go along with him. He needs a running game to be able to go along with him. He is a complementary piece, not the main piece of a winning organization. And unfortunately for the Broncos, they have literally nothing else going for them. Their leading wide receiver, Ron, week to week so far this season, has been Marvin Mims. They refuse to get him on the field. (laughs) He's playing like 20% of the snaps. It's unbelievable. I I don't understand. He leads the team in in receiving yards. He has 10 receptions on the year. He's been targeted 12 times. It's clearly their downfield threat. Yeah. It's fewer than Adam Troutman. Like what they're doing is football malpractice. And I don't get any of it. I don't know what Sean Payton is trying to accomplish by doing some of this stuff. But yeah, this is a team that you can break their will pretty quickly. You can get them into the one, two, three Cancun situation, and you can do so by the end of the first half. They're there. It's week six. Yeah. 
It's over. They are. They they look like their second halves. They're like to hell with it, guys. You, they're already done. having talks uh, in in Denver about potentially blowing this thing up and trading Jerry Judy and trading Cortland Sutton and seeing yeah. what that looks like for them by the trade deadline. And they and they should do that. And no, I'm not interested in Jerry Judy or Cortland Sutton. Chiefs fans, they don't have any money, and I don't think those players are particularly good. But and it'll take a first round pick probably from yeah. you to get Jerry Judy. And. I can't wait until the Saints cut Taysom Hill and Sean Payton brings him to Denver because that's exactly what's going to happen. Um, but no, they're bad. They're they're just they're they're not a good football team in any way. I, I think that Sean Payton is a good offensive minded head coach overall, but who largely got by on the fact that Drew Brees was just a really a hall of fame caliber quarterback, but also like a, a very like cerebral quarterback, incredibly accurate quarterback who, who knew where the ball needed to go and was accurate with his timing and could get all of that stuff in. And Russell, isn't that guy. Like we saw Russell with Seattle, Pete Carroll and his offensive coordinators had to kind of dumb things down and simplify things for us. And last year we saw Russ, like it just didn't work ever with Nathaniel Hackett. And Sean Payton talked a lot of trash and then he got to Denver this year and he was like, Oh no, it is Russ. Like it's, it wasn't just the coaching. It is Russell Wilson as the quarterback. Um, but they do, they do get Javante Williams back this week, but I don't know if that's really a uh, positive for them. Cause J- Jaleel McLaughlin has looked like he can play like, and Javante Williams has not been good this season so far. They just don't do anything offensively that should really challenge this chief's defense in any significant way with the way that this unit has played this season with how great that they have looked. I will say George Karloff just popped up on the injury report this week with a hamstring injury. He's questionable. I would be a little kind of iffy on him playing with a hamstring injury on a quick turnaround on Thursday night football, but the chiefs are going to have Nick Bolton back. He's off the injury report. He's good to go. So that defense should absolutely dominate them. I don't think they should worry about Russell and Sean Payton whatsoever. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, like I, man, I, I kind of disagree. It's, it's not Russ to me. I, I think it's this is Sean. This is Sean and his staff. They, I, 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 I'll be honest. I am shocked that the Broncos have looked like this. Uh, I had more respect for Sean Payton that he was a one of those coaches that was a program changer. Like I'm not going to say he was going to come in and do what Andy did, but. I put him in that same ilk in terms of like, this is a Super Bowl winning quarter or coach who has been able to have good success with multiple guys, even out, even after Breeze. And it's the, it, it is the coaching in the team. Like he, like that, they're, they're not playing for him. That it, I mean, it is a awful situation in there. Uh, that, that, that is, that, that is just, that that has blown that has blown me away. All right, uh, sir, go ahead and get my music. You're certified, right? Let's get you certified. I'm an imposter. Let's play the uh, the game that is sweeping the nation. Certified and imposter, uh, and uh, this is quite simply this one. Legereus Need is he a must sign guy for the Chiefs? He, he's one of the guys. With the Trey Smiths, the Creed Humphreys, obviously the Chris Jones, there are guys that that could come up that you could sign. Legereus Sneed, twenty five years old, uh, corner here. Is he a must sign guy for the Chiefs? I was gonna say no this past off season. That was my lean, but man, the more we've seen him play this year, the more I think the answer might be yes. Because I always used to think, okay, well, this is a guy that's really good at all the stuff that's not all that important at corner. Like, he's a really good blitzer. He's a really good tackler. He does all of the things that, like, if you just eliminated the coverage part of being a cornerback, he's the perfect cornerback. Unfortunately, covering is, like, the primary thing that you want from a good corner. And then this season, he's been, like, one of the best coverage corners in the NFL. I mean, they've got him traveling along with Justin Jefferson. And it wasn't for the entirety of the game. There were some really good snaps in there. It was uh, the bulk of it. From our guy, Trent McDuffie, as well. But 
yeah, man, Legereus Sneed was incredible in that one. And if he continues operating this way and he does the same thing, you know, later on this season against some of the dudes that they've got, they've got, you know, the Dolphins coming up, they've got the Bills, they've got the Bengals, they've got the Eagles, like some really good passing offense later on this season. If he, he continues doing against them what he just did against the Vikings, they're going to have no choice but to re-sign the guy because you, you have to keep that kind of a player internally. I, I'll jump in here, sir. I, I'll go for you. I I just don't – I don't know how – he seems to be – and Nick Bolton comes goes back and forth with it for me. He seems to so clearly be the second most important guy on this defense, like that you can do so much with. Like he – I know what we've talked about with Trent, and Trent has had a really good start to the season. And I know he was slowed at the beginning. I mean, when you talk about everything you need, he's the best corner on the team. And they treat him as such. And it, and it seems like Spags feels that comfortable about it that he wants to put him in areas, hey, man, who do I need? Boy, I need a blitzer. I need a blitzer right now off the edge. Who's the best at it? That guy who I think is – how many sacks? Has he had a five sacks in the season before? Is he, he, I mean, he is. he has been one of their – I mean, we, we've talked about it before. Like, yeah, he's their third – he's their third best best pass rusher yeah. on the team. Hey, man, I need you I need you to cover somebody with size because that's that, – that, that is something that we need. We, we, we want somebody with size. Adams, we need Devontae Adams. Go get him. Mike Williams, go get him. Justin Jefferson and how physical he got with Justin Jefferson. He can do all of those things. Your best tackler in the secondary. Put like there's just so many things that you could do. And I know they drafted well. But man, dog, I, I it, that one's hard to me to look at a guy that's 25 that's able to do all of that and that Spags puts him in that. I I have I am led and leaned towards like this is. This is certified to me. So I think it's certified too. Um, because I think that Trent McDuffie is an elite player. And I think that Legarius Sneed, where I thought he was like on the fringe of that coming into the season. And now I'm like, okay, this dude's a straight up all around like number one cornerback. And I think that having those guys as lockdown players in your secondary is just incredible and really difficult to find and you know you still got trent mcduffie for a couple more years on his rookie contract so i think that's kind of an avenue where you could explain to yourself how you can make it work but then like you really start breaking down the roster and you're like mike dana's gone after this year i don't think he's probably going to come back because he's probably going to get a lucrative contract in the offseason as a pass rusher and Willie Gay is going to be a free agent. I don't know that he's coming back. Drew Tranquil is only on a one-year contract. I don't know if he's going to be back next season. Nick Bolton's going to be looking for a new contract here pretty quick. Creed, Trey, like there's just so many young guys on the roster right now that matter a lot to what the Chiefs are doing at the moment that are going to be looking for new deals that you're going to have to make some really tough decisions about. It's just if Snead keeps playing like this, like I, I just don't understand how you can let him walk. But if he keeps playing like this, he could head into the off season and maybe command a top five cornerback contract on the open. I don't know if the chiefs are going to be able to do that just with, with everything, especially if they really do want to bring Chris Jones back. I don't know if that's going to happen at this point, but if that's on the books too, I, I don't know how you can make that deal with Snead. If you're actually trying to bring Jones back. I mean, who takes over that role, like what he does? I think their hope would be it's one of Justin Watson or or, or Josh Williams. Um, because when you look at the way they're being utilized, and this is what I find maybe most intriguing about why they might end up keeping him, he is being treated as a true alpha outside corner now. And Trent McDuffie is part of what's made that possible because they didn't trust any of the other dudes to move on the interior. That's a really hard position to play in this Steve Spagnolo defense. But McDuffie's playing that. He's he's lining up the majority of his snaps this year out of the slot. That used to be the Legereus Sneed role. He was lining up almost exclusively in the slot, and then he would move outside 
for some of those big time matchups that we've seen with like a Mike Williams, Devontae Adams, et cetera. This year, it's it's all outside. He had a few snaps last week against uh, Justin Jefferson in the slot, but the vast majority of his snaps this year, like 90% of them, are coming as an outside cornerback. Yeah. I, I didn't know they could do that with him. I didn't know that was part of his game at this point in his career. And so, like, I hear you. Yeah, you're going to lose, you know, Willie Gay, and you're going to lose some of these other guys that you've really liked seeing in a Chiefs uniform. Maybe a Mike Deanna leaves, but, like, Man, that's a cost of doing business. And part of the thing that ends up being nice about having a Leo Chanel on a three-year rookie deal that remains is you can let a guy like Willie Gay go. Part of what's nice about being a championship contender is a player like Drew Tranquil comes and plays for you for $3 million and is a really nice linebacker that adds depth to that, that piece of your defense. Part of it is Mike Edwards coming over and saying, hey, I'll take $2 yeah. million bucks to be a part of your secondary. And now that you've got so much of this depth that has been developed on rookie contracts... Yeah, it is one of those things where you have to decide, okay, are we good with this? Can, can we make this thing work? And Legereus Need is one of those players that you say, we'll make it work for him. He's one of those guys. Chris Jones is one of those guys. And the two interior offensive linemen that you mentioned, Serto, uh, with Chris, uh, Creed and Trey, those are the guys. Those yeah. are the players that you end up paying. See, for me, it, it, it's like for me on all levels, Chris, Nick Bolton, I am a, a – big proponent of and 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 obviously the Jerry Sneed who we're talking about it's hard to see them not having those three and and let's say they work out deals like they bring Chris Jones back they bring Legereus Sneed back they work out an extension with Nick Bolton in the offseason or whatever and like you still feel exactly how you feel right now about the defense right like headed into next season even if all those death yeah. pieces move you're still like Oh, they're still they're still fine. Like they're still loaded, and they, and they being got honest, more. And I feel good about them being able to replace those dip pieces. Yeah. And I think Justin Reed would be one of the cap casualties. Like Justin yeah. Reed's making fourteen million dollars against the cap next year. You can release him, and it only counts for three million dollars. There's your eleven million dollars. There's there's probably what you'll need for Legereus Sneed against the cap next year. Boom for twenty twenty four. It's good to go. The reality with most of these contracts, even if it says five years. It's really two to three in terms of how long you have to have them on your roster. That was the case for Justin Reed. It's going to be the case for Legereus Sneed. So you figure out 2025 and 26 when you get there, they'll be prepared for it. And I, I think they'll be, they're going to be fine for 2024. It's really, hey, what do we make, what, how do we make this stuff work for 2025 and beyond? And I think they're creative enough, smart enough to be able to do that. All right, predictions. This game against the Broncos oh. coming up. Um, I'll go first. Um, I think I'll say 35-21, um, and and I'm feeling I'm feeling like I'm disrespecting the Chiefs' defense. You said thirty to twenty-one. That I'm thinking that they'd score twenty-one points, <laughs> but yeah, I, th I think they'll find their their way, and I and probably late in the game where they they take some of these guys out. So I I, I got thirty-five twenty-one. The Chiefs will win this game comfortably. I've got forty-one to sixteen. Oh boy. Um, I, I think this is a brutal game for everybody to watch. How how far in do we get before Al Michaels seems totally disinterested? Like seven minutes, 12 the minutes? The beginning. Okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> that, that sounds about right. How much prep do you think Kirk uh, Herbstreet's done on this game as opposed to the game that he's got this weekend for college? Like, yeah, man, Washington, Oregon. I mean, you're talking about Washington, Oregon. I'm sure he's got so Michael Penix Jr. He might call somebody Bo Nix and Michael Penix Jr. He may do that. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think this is a laugher. I I think Prime is upset that they even put this on Thursday Night Football. They're happy they got Mahomes, but other than that, it's it's going to be a tough one. I'm pretty similar. I've got 35 to 17, and I, I think the only way they get to 17 is garbage time when Chiefs have pulled starters and yep. it's it's over and they're just trying to like score some points late in the fourth quarter to feel a little bit better about their terrible performance i just don't see any scenario where the chiefs even like we've seen them shoot themselves in the foot and play really down to competition this team's so bad it, it's exactly how i feel about that matchup against the bears except i think the broncos are worse yeah i think prime is probably getting in touch with taylor swift to see if they can get her to get on uh, make a trip to kansas city so they can show her or or hell just a video feed of wherever she is just so she can be a part of the broadcast. That's a, 
That's a, that's probably what they're they're hoping for. Because yeah, I don't I don't think there's going to be an entertaining game. All right, uh, this is that little stretch here. The Broncos. God, we seen him in two weeks. Good God Almighty. Um, the Broncos. Should uh, we just two- replay this podcast that week and <laughs> not even record a second? I don't one? know. Who knows what who's going to be on their team by then? Like that that like how different will the Broncos be by the time we get back? All right. Uh, Good show, guys. We are out.